big heart. Celebrating 14 years serving the upstate. With no haggle pricing and no dealer fees, their customers come from all over the world. They have the lowest prices on the best pre-owned vehicles. Their staff is straightforward and honest. All vehicles are 49-point inspected and serviced, so you can buy with confidence. Carolina Auto Connection, 1434 Boiling Springs Road, just off I-85 Spartanburg. Call 864-814-DEAL for an appointment or carolinaautoconnection.com. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Out of bounds on the roar. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. It's been 35 long years. Clemson has been waiting 35 years. It's coming home, baby! It's coming home! You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calman regresa al backfield. De John Watson. Pase! Touchdown! Touchdown! Clemson! Clemson! Por un segundo! Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson. Touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Wednesday, March the 8th. 2023. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Foggenbush and Ben Milstead live again, a multi site show. Ben is live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. And I am once again at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. And uh, just to paint the picture from Studio S, uh, it is 61 degrees. Under beautiful, nearly cloudless skies, there are a few unremarkable white streaks across the sky. Uh, there is very little wind. Uh, the wind that there is is incredibly light, blowing in toward the third base dugout at about four or five miles per hour. Humidity is low. In fact, it's so dry that you're not supposed to burn anything today. Uh, that is the only weather hazard that we have in the area 
just another uh, just another absolutely gorgeous day for baseball, and Clemson's taking on Presbyterian. I talked to Jack Leggett uh, before the game, and one of the things he said to me was, we've never had an easy game against Presbyterian, and I've been watching Clemson Presbyterian for 30 years. So there's that uh, in the air today. But uh, Brad Owens and I will have pregame at 3.30 and a first pitch about 4.02 today. Ben Milstead, how are you this afternoon? Uh, I'm doing well. I hope uh, Studio S is good. Let me ask you this, Quag. Do you do you have a key? Uh, do you have to knock? Do people <laughs> knock and ask if they can come into your office? I mean, how does that dynamic work over there? You know, it's funny. Uh, I actually had to get somebody to open the press box today, and I, I, I will admit I felt a little put out that the building wasn't open, that I didn't have access and couldn't get in. Uh, in reality, all I had to do is try the other door that has not been unlocked in about three years. It was uh, randomly unlocked today. So I kind of stood outside for about, I don't know, eight or ten minutes and was waiting on uh, somebody to get out of a meeting to come in, uh, to come in and open the door. So um, I, I would have answered your question matter-of-factly and said, yeah, it is my office. This is where I do shows now. Uh, and uh, Bob Mahoney's name is on the radio booth, but everybody knows whose booth it is from 12 to 3. I was going to say something <laughs> snarky like that until uh, until today, where uh, humility was thrust upon me like a ton of bricks. So that's what's happening here with that. Well, good. And, of course, uh, the studio worked out well for you yesterday on the show and during the baseball broadcast. So glad to be back in the, the W column. Yeah, they needed it yesterday, um, and they're back to 6-6. Six and six. Uh, It was not an offensive thing of beauty. Um, in fact, one of the things Eric Backage pointed out when I talked to him today was uh, that he wants his players to be more focused on making hard contact with less than two strikes. He says maybe we've gone too far in the other direction. He's a very introspective guy, and they, they have 24 game goals for crying out loud. He's very much about numbers and output and trying to maximize every single way that you can win a baseball game. But he said, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get the barrel to the ball and just, you know, do whatever we need to do, but we can go take some hacks there with no strikes or one strike. He said, uh, I, we, we've told the guys, you know, that's, that's your at bat till it gets to two strikes and then it's a team at bat. So they've kind of been underscoring that, um, that idea and that philosophy. And so we'll see if it takes hold today. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything new with the lineup today. A couple of guys have switched. I think um, Abram's going to hit up in the lineup today. Maybe Ferry, I think, drop a, a spot or two. And then um, I think Wright and Blackwell are going to flip spots in the order. But uh, other than that, it's going to be the same. And then Jay Dill is on the mound today. And this is a good opportunity for Jay to kind of get the bad taste out of his mouth from giving up a couple of taters uh, against the Gamecocks on Saturday in Greenville late in that ball game, So I'm excited to see Jay on the mound, and hopefully lots of you will come out with earbuds and listen to Brad and I do the game while you're here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Ben, yes, go sir. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask, did you, did you watch a lot of basketball last night, or was it a, I, I don't even want to know, avert your gaze, Honey, let's watch Netflix so I don't have to see this type of thing. Because really, other than some of the uh, some of the conference championships, there was not a whole lot of high level basketball or you know entertaining teams to watch last night. 
my wife came up from the gym last night and I was watching basketball and she just looked at me and said, you're watching this tonight, aren't you? <laughs> and, and I, you know, so I gave the correct answer as a loving husband, like, you know, I don't have to, I mean, I just have it on, you know, I downplayed it and to which she said, that's okay. And she went straight to the bedroom and watched TV there. So I, you know, we have that, we have that relationship, that understanding. Uh, a lot of times she'll watch it too. For some reason, she was not interested, nearly as interested in, uh, you know, a Virginia Tech Notre Dame game as I was. I, I don't know how that happens, but it is. I was, um, I'm, I was pretty enthralled by that game. I got to be honest. I was not super enthused about going home watching basketball. I kind of just checked a couple scores and let that be that. But the Notre Dame-Virginia Tech game, definitely uh, it ended up piquing my interest because Notre Dame had the comeback in the first half after they got down big. And then that thing was nip and tuck for 20 straight minutes in the second half. I thought that was an exceptionally good game. Uh, coupled with the call at the end that Mike Bray was basically like, well, uh, I can't be fine anymore, so I'm going to say what I think about that one. And I thought that was great, uh, second of all. But first of all, I thought it was a a very, I would say, a, a very questionable call at the end of a postseason game. Uh, oh, questionable, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I was Mike Bray, maybe not the hero we wanted, but the hero we needed in that particular <laughs> moment. Uh, my personal favorite official, Lee Cassell, was one of the three that he was referencing, uh, which came as no surprise at all in the Milstead household that Lee was on the call there. Uh, AJ, is it Desai? Desai, Desai yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I I think he's a pretty decent official, actually, but uh, he was he was the lead official, but Lee is over his head more times than yes. not, unfortunately. He's a you, wannabe Roger Ayers, and he's not as good an official, right? And if you're if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a uh, there was a did they call it an intentional or a, a, a double foul? It was a dead ball. Tech, it was a it was a common foul that put Notre Dame at the line, and then a dead ball technical that put Virginia Tech at the line. Yeah, and and that's it's a call that uh, you know. The technical part shouldn't should have never been called, but it was a uh, it was a big moment in the game, and it was a you know a game that was very good, um, you know despite that. It was it was a very good game, and Notre Dame got a pretty good shot to win it. Uh, Leshevsky had a three that kind of rimmed out at the buzzer, and now Mike Bray uh, is no longer the coach at Notre Dame. We've already got a we've already got a, a text from uh, the A64 that asks who will be the next coach at Notre Dame. It's a riveting question. I mean, I've seen about eight or ten different names associated with this job, and all of them coming from different places. So I'm not sure that even the commentariat and the people with some insight have settled on a name or two for Notre Dame. But I will say this: I feel like the ACC is worse without Mike Bray. Now it might be better without some of his teams. But Mike Bray was a uh, Mike Bray was a, a a really really fun personality, and I think even you know when he went to a couple Sweet Sixteens, went to an Elite Eight or two, and I think COVID just flat mellowed the guy. Like they went to a Sweet Sixteen. People forget that because they were so bad this year. They went to a Sweet Sixteen last year, 
and had a chance to go to an Elite Eight. Um, you know, they were they were locked up tight in a struggle there in the Sweet 16 before they eventually succumbed. It's not like he, you know, Jim Beheimed his way limping to the barn. Uh, Mike Bray has been a very good coach. I think I, – I don't, I don't really know what happened there at Notre Dame. I think they probably want a little more consistency. Maybe they felt like he was a little too loosey-goosey. I really don't know, Ben, but I am going to miss his characterness and his personality uh, at the press conference and in interviews and so forth. Yeah, he's just carefree. You know, that's the best way I can describe him. He, uh, the highs aren't real high and the lows aren't real low, and he, he'll just kind of matter-of-factly tell you what's going on. Uh, I he didn't look too uh, invested in the game last night, though. I mean, it's he personally to me kind of looked like he was ready for the season to be over. Uh, now his team played pretty hard, though, which you know I I wondered if they were just going to dial it in, and they they did at least play hard. So I'll give them that. But uh, watch for the Mike Bray podcast tell-all at some point after he is at his next job uh, about why he was ready to make a change. Because I'd, I I don't think it's has anything to do with the school itself, but I, I would speculate that it has more to do with just the state of basketball and the direction that basketball is going overall. Um, maybe he's, you know, I... I wish I could remember specifically what it was, but it seems like there was something said where he's he's not a big fan of the NIL portion of basketball and you know in sports now and all that. So I I wonder if he moves to a spot where that's not as big of a deal. I think he could pop up. I've seen his name in connection to Georgetown, which that would be the opposite of what you're talking about. Um, but I've seen his name pop up in connection to maybe a mid-major job that a coach, uh, you know, that a coach vacates to go take another job that he would step down and and coach somewhere like that, like uh, uh, the coach at Colgate that's always in the room, Matt Langell or whatever his name is. Uh, he he's a guy that could get a, a better job, and maybe Mike Bray takes a a place like Colgate. He was at Delaware at one point, so. I wonder if he's uh, if he's going to go and and do that and you know go back to more of a love of the game type situation, but uh, Virginia Tech. The bottom line is Virginia Tech moves on, and they take on NC State tonight. Uh, which here's what I want to say about the tournament, okay? And I'll, I want to ask this question before we get, before we go to break. Um, the the ACC tournament has become really hard to figure out for me because on the one hand, I mean we could. We could do the obligatory, you know, remember the days when they would cart the TV in and, like, the nostalgia of the ACC tournament. That's all true. The reality is those days are long gone now. Um, this is little more for most people than just a means to an end of trying to pad their resume stats and get to an NCAA tournament, right? Um, but I think Clemson's got a pretty good chance to win it. And so I am almost to the point where I'm, I'm not going to – get myself all in a tizzy about, well, if NC State wins and it'll be a better opponent and Clemson needs a quad one win and all this stuff, I say uh, give them the easiest path. I want the easiest pass to to a ring and to a trophy that you could possibly have. Just kick the door in like we talked about with uh, 
with Furman and with Charleston. What are your thoughts on that as it relates to NC State and Virginia Tech and how you will be watching that game late into the night tonight? Well, I certainly will be watching that one. It, it doesn't tip off until 9.30 tonight. Let, let me ask you this, Quack, and maybe I'll tell you what. I'll ask you this question, and we'll answer it on the other side. Which is the easier path for Clemson, Virginia Tech or NC State? Interesting. Love to get some thoughts on that from the people. 654 roars the number if you'd like to join us on the phones. If you want to join us on the Adams and Co. Roofing text line, 654-7627. Hour one of the program continues. I want to answer that question when we return after this. Get ready for the madness of March with Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plyler, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. McNeely Store and Rental, your hometown local steel dealer for sales and service. With spring around the corner, steel has leaf blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and mowers that'll make your life simple. With both gas and electric models, our AK Battery Homeowner Systems start at just $199.99. They're not sold at Home Depot or Lowe's. Two convenient locations in Clemson and West Union. Learn more at McNeelyStoreAndRental.SteelDealer.net. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718-1449-WESTUNION. East Main Furniture in Easley. Clearance sale is going on now. Everything in stock is highly discounted for great savings. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, and Liberty Furniture. All at discounted prices. Hurry in for the best selection. East Main Furniture, located at 829 East Main Street in Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. Share a box or two at your business meeting, at church, or with family and friends during a time of need. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kremes. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kremes. HTI is hosting a hiring event for Temp to Hire Assemblers at Danfoss and Easley, March 9th from 10 till 2. First shift pay $17 an hour, second and third shift $18 an hour. Candidates will need to pass a background check and drug screening. HTI offers paid time off along with health, dental, and vision insurance. To learn more and RSVP for the Danfoss hiring event, go to htijobs.com slash events. The event is at Danfoss, located at 1407 Pelzer Highway in Easley, March 9th, 10 till 2. Are you looking to take your lawn to the next level in 2023? At Carolina Top Dressing, we are committed to serving the upstate and bringing golf course type practices to your home, including aeration, top dressing, dethatching, and soil conditioning. Also, ask us about our latest top dressing amendment, Carolina Mix, or sign up for any of our turf services by visiting us at www.carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Check out the Press Box with Brad and John every weekday morning from 9 to noon here on The Roar. Brad and John will get you caught up on all things college football, from Group of Five to Power Five. Clemson football, coaching carousel, and more. Brad and John also keep you up to date with everything in college athletics, as well as the Atlanta Braves. Check it out each morning on 105.5 and 97.5 FM, or tune in on our app or website, theroarfm.com. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Your Clemson football destination. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Uh, all around the world. Uh, to the beach, y'all. You know, uh, Jermaine Dupree gets me in a mood, too. You got to love Jermaine Dupree because he always tells you, y'all know what this is, and we do know what this is. Uh, and they are playing basketball in Greensboro. Uh, I am, number one, impressed that you know that Jermaine Dupree is there. But is Bow Wow now, is, he used to be Little Bow Wow. Is he now just Bow Wow? Is it, or is he Big Bow Wow? What, where are he, we? Uh, where do we land he, on that? He is actually officially Bow Wow. He's officially Bow Wow. He changed his name at some point uh, from Lil Bow Wow, which, can we just say this? I think it is wonderful that when you come with the Lil, and I don't know if Lil means young or Lil means tiny in stature or if it means something different in, uh, in, in you know, different contexts, but I appreciate that Lil Wayne is still Lil uh, like 25 years after he started. He's still Lil Wayne because he ain't grown. He's still tiny, but he is a he is an adult male who still goes by Lil, and I appreciate that because Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. If you're if you're my age, Lil Wayne's on your Mount Rushmore, man. That guy's unbelievable. When you get into a uh, last name first name situation, do do you mistakenly do you go Wow Bow or do you stay with <laughs> Bow Wow? That's awesome, man. <laughs> What are you saying? Uh, it's is it bow wow comma lil, or is yeah, it li- wow comma lil bow? Is that what you're is that what you're telling me? Last name comma first name. Like Mike is one of the uh, one of the kids uh, movies that I really enjoyed. 
I did. I did really like. You know, uh, like I, I make really fun like of people Mike. watching cartoons. Uh, I'll, I'll take some of my own medicine. Grown man that likes that movie very much. I'm a big fan of uh, Like Mike. You know, and in terms of kids' movies, uh, it Like Mike is one of those that rivals the uh, the Airbud situations. Did you watch any of the Airbuds ever? That's the dog, right? Yeah, that's the, that's yeah, the dog. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched. Well, when when you get up to that one, got started rivaling Rocky movies in terms of sequels. So I stopped at. I think I stopped at Bow Wow number two. I didn't do the whole litter. I mean, Bow Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yes. Airbud number two. <laughs> yes, we have done oh, it in this conversation nasty. after three minutes. We did it. That's fantastic. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Uh, yes, the, the Airbud one was the basketball one. That was heartwarming. Like, there were a couple tearjerker moments in there. Great family film. Um, yeah, but you're right. Note, why didn't they? Why didn't they? Why did they call him Airbud, not Bow Wow? I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know unless there was some royalty situation with, uh, you know, with Bow Wow. At that time, was of yeah. course Lil. As long as you don't use Lil, I don't. know. Right. That's anyway, right. Yeah. Tex, uh, Texture said Space Jam. I I didn't like Space Jam. I'm sorry. I I didn't care beans about Space Jam too. I like Space Jam one fine. There are people who watch Space Jam like once a year. I thought I thought Space Jam was uh, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed that Uncle Larry was in uh, was in Space Jam for a moment on the on the green there, uh, and I I just I felt like it was a good it's a good movie fine like nothing nothing wrong with it whatsoever, not not something I'm gonna watch every every day that, like it's not in my it's not on my Mount Rushmore of uh, sports movies. Yeah, that's uh, that's just not my style of movie. Nothing against them um, at, at all. You know, it was it was cool to see you know MJ and Barkley and all those guys in there, but I yeah I take it or leave it. I mean, uh, so when, you Quack, when that movie came out, oh my gosh, you it that was like uh, you know like the best movie like Star Wars was releasing a new movie. That's what Space Jam was. Oh yeah, I I, I remember that from my childhood. I don't remember I don't remember watching it till I was at least in middle school. So I didn't watch it when it came out. I think I was like six when it came out, six or seven years old. And so uh so I yeah, I, I wasn't gonna watch that live necessarily. But uh yeah, I mean I maybe so maybe if I had been of age when it came out, I might feel a little more nostalgic about it or, mm -hmm. or big time. I mean, like for instance, you're you're the biggest LeBron James fan I know, I think. Uh, but you are yeah. not geeked up to yeah. watch Space Jam Two. Well, no, I, no, I'm not watching it even when it's on, you know, free on the CW. No, I'm I'm not watching it. Okay, okay. Um, just out of curiosity, now that we're talking about this, do you have a like? Do you have a basketball movie top choice? I uh, yes. Well, there's two that come to mind. Uh, you have to be a fan of Hoosiers. I, I mean, I just love, I love that story. Um, I love everything about that movie. And the other one, and this is more my oldest son's fault. Kids get, I'll, most kids will do this. For whatever reason, they'll watch a movie at the right time and it sticks. And then that's all they ever want to watch for about a year and a half. Yep. Sandlot was that movie for my oldest son. So I watched that movie. I, I have watched that movie a hundred times. Interesting. And strangely enough, I still like it. 
I, you know, for for kid for kitty kind of movies that are around sports, those two I I like a great deal. Hoosiers is not really a, Hoosiers is not a kids movie at all. Uh, just happened no. to have kids in it. Sandlot is a kids movie. Yes, it is. But it it's, is. But I, you know, and then uh, the other one. I mean, and I, I like those motivational type things. You know, like remember the remember the Titans. I, you know, I love that one. Yeah, I like. Uh, I, I certainly like remember the Titans. That was one that came along at the right time for me. The Space Jam. I was probably a little bit too young. Remember the Titans was right in the wheelhouse. We would quote it uh, in my friend group in high school to each other. One of my buddies knew the whole opening monologue by heart, and we just get him to say it every now and then because he did the voices. It was great. Um, um, Facing Giants. I mean, you know that's that's a, a faith based movie. That I forget the name of the church that's done several movies, but it's it's a really good movie too. Not really about yes. it's it's something else disguised as sports, but uh, yeah, I mean we could. It, I knew this was going to happen the moment we mentioned that the the Adams Co roofing text line just blows up, going bonkers, going bonkers about this. Uh, I love uh, several submissions of Coach Carter. I watched Coach yeah. Carter in an athletic leadership class at Clemson. I didn't watch it when it came out. That that was a great movie. I love that movie. I watched um, that one later on as well, and I agree with you. I was like, why didn't I? Why didn't I watch this to begin with? Um, I, I feel like there, I just feel like there, there is a special place for Hoosiers. In fact, we were coming back from my grandma's funeral a few weeks ago and we passed the Milan, Indiana exit, which is a place that Hoosiers was based on. And I was like, Leah, we're passing the Milan exit. Just get ready. We're going to pass it. We're going to, and she was like, who cares? What, what are we, what are we doing? And I was like, you don't understand. That's the town Hoosiers is based off of. It's a great. And she's like, okay. That's that's nice. That's great. <laughs> but it was a big deal to me. It was a big deal to me. Um, I like you know what you know what else I like that snuck up on me a little bit later is uh, blue chips. I really uh, like blue yeah. chips. It's, yeah, that's, it's okay. I like blue chips. People are bringing that up. Chad the mailman says dodgeball. Dodgeball is very loosely a sports movie. Yeah, that's not. That's not a sports movie. The 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 star of dodgeball to me was the was the. Um, was the uh, was Cotton? It was the the play by play guy. It was the star of Dodgeball. Um, he he didn't have a dumb mustache. Yeah, on the Hoosiers thing, you know, when we were in Indianapolis for uh, the NCAA tournament a couple of years yes. ago, I man, I wanted to go to Hinkle Fieldhouse so bad. Yes, I did too. And, oh. <laughs> and you know, because it's such an iconic building, but also the Hoosiers connection. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, yes. that's where I, that's, I, I, and you know, when we went there, we weren't sure which building Clemson was going to play in. Um, you know, that was one of them and, you know, didn't play there, but man, I, I would have loved to gone there. Didn't Rutgers get to play in Hinkle? Wouldn't we have gotten to go see Hinkle in, if, uh, if they beaten Rutgers? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, I for some reason that was in my brain. Uh, maybe just I uh, misremembered it that we were that close, but uh, anyway, let's take uh, let's take a call and then we need to get back to the better opponent for Clemson, Virginia Tech or NC State. Yeah, so let's have that conversation. Let's go to Tar Heel Chad, who's up with us next on the phone. What's up, Chad? Uh, a beautiful day and a great day in South Carolina for sure. Man, we're on a roll with the weather, unbelievable. Yes, sir. Um, 
a couple a couple things. One, um, talking about the ACC tournament, um, and this is a big if uh, if UNC can get past Boston College tonight. Um, from a Clemson perspective, or UNC. I say that again, Chad. You I'll broke up right if. at the end for me. Yeah, so uh, big if if Clemson or UNC gets past Boston College tonight, we'd have to play Virginia. As yes. a Clemson, uh, uh, someone who follows Clemson, who would you rather see, uh, UNC or Virginia? Oh, man. Honestly, I would rather, I think I would rather see Virginia. I think I would. Um, because I think, I think North Carolina has the quickness at guard to give Clemson problems. I think they feel good. They're just, you know, they're just certain teams that when they see the other team across the way, they, their eyes light up in the gym. And I think Caleb Love lights up when he sees Clemson. And I think Baycott knows he can get some against Clemson. And, you know, I just, I think there's going to be a level of confidence. I don't get that sense necessarily from Virginia, where, by the way, two guys that haven't done anything all year long uh, were in double figures off the bench for Virginia to beat Clemson the first time. So I would rather see Virginia than UNC. Got it. Um, the second thing, on the Mike Bray stuff, um, you know, Furman, uh, Richie, and the guy, Kelsey from Charleston, especially if they make any kind of run, are going to be very hot commodities. And I, you could look at see Mike Bray. I think the Charleston job would be appealing. It's in the south. He said he wanted to go somewhere on the east coast. So look for something there. And then the last thing on the national perspective, wouldn't it be weird if to see – uh, Mark Few and this Gonzaga team, which I think they can win it all. Wouldn't it be weird with all the teams he's had in the past that were super loaded? I, I like this basketball team, and I think they're going to be one of the 10 or 12 or maybe even 14 that can actually win it this year. It could be kind of weird if he won it when he kind of was under the radar a little bit. So take care. Enjoy the day. Bye. Thanks very much, Chad. Appreciate the phone call. You know, Ben, pr- go ahead. So, would that be something if you had Cliff Ellis at Coastal Carolina and Mike Bray at Charleston? Oh man, could we get a three-game series with those guys? No kidding, that'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> um, to Chad's question, here's what I say about Gonzaga. Ben, by the way, props on you for pulling the trigger on Gonzaga minus two and a half. I thought that would happen, and their their inability to lock in defensively scared me. And then they just completely shut down St. Mary's for 40 minutes. If they had played 10 hours, they would have won by 100,000 points. It was they were never, not even slowing down at the end. Never a game. And Saint, and that's been that's been the rival, right? I mean, St. Mary's and yes. Gonzaga, that's been the rival. And it's, about, it's normally back and forth. Not last night, man. Gonzaga dropped a hammer on them. They sure did. And uh, as the two seed, St. Mary's came to the tournament as a one seed in the West Coast, which is kind of – what Chad's saying, I just I don't think they guard well enough, and I think they'll get exploited for a lack of quickness. Now they do have some older pieces. I think Timmy is a star. Malachi Smith is there as uh, one of the lead guards. He's a star. They've got some some pretty good uh, some pretty good veterans on the perimeter. But like I say, they don't guard and they don't protect the rim like they have in the past. Um, to his question about North Carolina, Ben, I know we're going to get back to NC State and Virginia Tech. But if you were a a Clemson fan looking ahead in the bracket, would you rather face North Carolina or Virginia? I think, I mean, if that's a tough one either way. I like the matchup 
I still like the matchup of Virginia better. Uh, you have to also re- remember where this tournament is played, and you know North Carolina. Yes. I mean Greensboro. I mean that's my <laughs> that's my uh, my homeland, man. Greensboro is Tar Heel country, and I mean when you're in the gym playing either Duke or playing North Carolina, it is it's like a home game for them. Uh, you know, and now Virginia Virginia fans travel really well as you know also. But it's not the same. And, you know, in North Carolina, I don't know if they did this year, but they used to schedule games every year in Greensboro just for this very reason, you know, regular season games. Um, and then, I mean, there, so there's that, but there's also the matchup. Uh, neither one of those teams shoots the ball very well, but I did see North Carolina shoot the ball <laughs> amazingly well against Clemson. Uh, Virginia, not so much. I, I from a matchup standpoint, I, I just I think I take my chances with Virginia. I, I think so too. Um, just based on the way you played against those teams, and like you said, the the you know the crowd is going to be behind the Tar Heels if they you know if they make it there. Um, I, I think Virginia is the is the spot you want to be in. There's a lot to be learned from a Clemson standpoint from your matchup with Virginia. Um, your matchup with North Carolina, you know, if North Carolina shoots their normal average, then you beat them. If they don't shoot their normal average and they shoot the way they shot against you in the Dean Dome, then they beat you. Um, defensively, you know, you still have Baycott inside. And maybe the biggest matchup there that would bother me is just Leaky Black and Hunter Tyson because you, you have to have Hunter Tyson scoring points and Black just shut him down. That's right. And we'll talk about this on the other side. Go to the RoarFM.com slash polls or go on the uh, 105.5 The Roar app. And uh, first of all, if you don't have the app, download it. What are you doing? Second of all, go to the poll uh, tab and answer this question. Clemson fans, who are you rooting for the ACC tournament tonight? The early returns say NC State over Virginia Tech. We will analyze that, and we can also get to either now or later on, whenever it feels right, we're going to get to who else you need to be paying attention to and who else you need to be rooting for in the world of college basketball tonight. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us. I want to talk a little NFL quarterbacks as well, so we'll tease that out for later on in the show. We've got hump day headlines later. A lot more to discuss with you after this. Sark's Greenville Auto Repair is your shop that can repair your vehicle. Our staff has over 30 years of experience and are ASC certified, serving Greenville County since 2015. We specialize in brakes, suspension, wheel alignments, tires, engine diagnostic, and oil changes on all foreign and domestic vehicles. If you need basic maintenance or emergency repair, we can get you back on the road quickly. Located at 1900 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Greenville, or call 864-609-0202 for an appointment today. You can visit us online at sarksgreenvilleautorepair.com. Carolina Auto Connection, the little dealer with the big heart. Celebrating 14 years serving the upstate. With no haggle pricing and no dealer fees, their customers come from all over the world. They have the lowest prices on the best pre-owned vehicles. Their staff is straightforward and honest. All vehicles are 49-point inspected and serviced, so you can buy with confidence. Carolina Auto Connection, 1434 Boiling Springs Road, just off I-85 Spartanburg. Call 864-814-DEAL for an appointment or carolinaautoconnection.com. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day. 
and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge Mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. Outstanding customer service and incredible prices, along with special requests. See why Anderson Beverage Outlet knocks it out of the park with their customer reviews. They're your go-to destination for wine, beer, and spirits, offering 3% savings for law enforcement, healthcare, and military professionals. Score a grand slam with their customer appreciation program. Anderson Beverage Outlet, your home team for adult beverages. 140 Commons Parkway, Anderson, in front of Lowe's and Target. Skeptic about septic? Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Did you know your septic tank should be pumped every three to five years? With their maintenance plan, you don't need to worry. They take care of it. When it comes to septic tanks, prevention through routine maintenance is key. Their plumbers are fully trained, licensed, and qualified to provide the best experience the first time. So whether you need a pump or repair, don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Visit online at theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. Are you in need of a moving service? Are you in need of a junk removal service? College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving has you covered. Looking for help loading or unloading a truck? Items moved around in your home or office or complete moving service? Give us a call. We also offer complete packing service. Looking to start spring cleaning early? College Hunks can help you there too. From one piece to an entire house with a 4.9 Google rating, you can't go wrong. Give us a call at 864-772-9242 or go to College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving online. Mr. Knickerbocker isn't just a store, it's a lifestyle. Shop 100% collegiate licensed tailgating items, gifts, decals, apparel, pet products, hats, and more for all Clemson sports all year long. With four locations to serve you, shop Clemson on College Avenue or the Lifestyle Store, Seneca at Hartwell Village, Greenville on Woodruff Road, or online at mrknickerbocker.com. Like and follow on social media for new product launches and more. Mr. Knickerbocker, a Clemson tradition store since 1973. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle, metal, and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 80 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
With the largest coverage of any sports talk station in the upstate, nobody does it better than us. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back. More Out of Bounds. William Plugamus, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios and inside Doug Kingsmore Stadium. A multi-site show today. Will Vandevoort is going to join us at 2.05. We've got a lot to discuss until we get there. 654 roars the number. Ben, the early returns in our poll question of the day at the RoarFM.com slash polls or on the Roar mobile app. The question, very simple. Clemson fans, who are you rooting for at the ACC tournament tonight? And 58% right now of the very, very early vote. We anticipate many more votes coming in over the course of the next couple hours. Uh, NC State uh, is at 58%, and Virginia Tech is at 42%. And that, honestly, I am a little bit surprised that it's that close. Um, I could see why. There, there, I think there are two different arguments here for NC State and Virginia Tech. The people on the Virginia Tech side that have gotten in on the Adams Coverfing text line and one or two folks on Twitter have hit me up on this as well, is uh, Virginia Tech will be playing their third game in three days. And especially for a team that shoots a lot, that feels like uh, a bridge too far. With that being said, my counterpoint there is Virginia Tech did this last year where they didn't, they, you know, they didn't play three games in three days from, from uh, Tuesday, but they did go from Wednesday and win the thing. Yeah, they played four games in four days, and that's one thing that I, you have to kind of figure that in with Virginia Tech is they're pretty good at, at at kind of playing the underdog role, and you've got to think that's something Mike Young has talked to the team about, you know, going in this year is, hey, you know, we've been here before, and we did it. And, uh, you know, I – a down year for Virginia Tech, but I, I still think they are probably better than their record indicates. Uh, also, the fact that they, you know, that they they won one at the buzzer against you last year, also, um, and you know, we're we're talking about if Clemson were to play Virginia Tech from a matchup standpoint, you know, Virginia Tech gave you two hard games this year, and the one in in Little John was fifty one to fifty. And it was a bloodbath, man. I mean, those two teams beat the snot out of each other. Yes. In that game. Uh, now, you know, Clemson's 2-0 and against them, 2-0 and against NC State. And, you know, you, you would normally think that you would want to play the, this, the team seated lower. In this case, I, I think you, you like your chances with NC State. I, you know what? I think so, too, and I, I'm going to expand on that. You know, oftentimes we hear the phrase it, or the sentence, it's hard to beat a team three times. We hear that all the time. I think it's hard to beat a team three times that you've played two other pretty contentious games with. In other words, if the games are 50-50, it's hard to win three straight coin flips, right? That's what you're doing with Virginia Tech, uh, with NC State, you're not playing coin flip games. You're playing like 90-10 or 80-20 games. You're blowing them out. So it ain't hard for me to see a path you beat NC State. Let's say you play worse against NC State. You win by 8, 10, 12, whatever. The, I mean, that, that's that's ultimately what we're talking about here. 
because you blew them out of their place and you blew them out of your place and you blow them out everywhere you play them. And so I'm of the opinion that it is not difficult to beat NC State three times because of the way you beat them the other two times. I am of the opinion that based on the one-possession nature of both Virginia Tech games, with the with the way that you're talking about, you know, their, their long memory, especially for some of their better players who played well in the tournament last year. Um, and furthermore, you've you know one one of those games, uh, one of those games, Hunter Couture didn't play. The other one, Couture was just getting back. You feel like Couture is uh, is a factor now, although he didn't play great yesterday. He made a couple of big plays. I'll tell you what, I felt like his play. I think it was him to set the screen on the two defenders. For the dunk right at the end of the game, that was a sensational play and a veteran play. And that's the kind of thing that guys who score and have reputation as scorers don't often do. But, man, I, I just got so much respect for that guy. I don't I don't want to see Virginia Tech. And people are bringing up the fact, too, you know, Texas from the 864 on the Adams Corving text line says, no-brainer, NC State, quad one win. It's odd that you would rather play a team that gives you a better quality win but I do think that's where Clemson finds itself right now unless you told me that Virginia Tech was going to run out of gas at the end of that three games in three days stretch. So, you know, that I think you've got to factor that all of that stuff in, and that's why I can see why you would come out on the Virginia Tech side. That's why I ultimately, and Ben, I think you agree, would come out on the NC State side of this thing. Yeah, and then there's also just the matter of uh, the quality of the win. NC State is 41. NC State would be a quad one win uh, regardless, being on a neutral on a neutral court. That's right, and uh, they're not going to fall out of the top 50 no matter what happens. Uh, now, Texer does bring up an interesting point because we've talked about how NC State is solidly in the tournament, and they've they've seemed to be solidly in the tournament for a little while. I'm looking at NC State right now as one of Joe Lenardi's last four buys. I'm looking at the nature of the ACC, and maybe um, it's harder to climb than it is to fall in the ACC, and there are some other leagues that that's certainly not the case. It is possible that given Clemson's two wins over NC State, if NC State were to lose tonight, that they could become peers to some degree, and that may help Clemson. Now, it also would devalue two Clemson wins, but if you beat Virginia Tech three times and you advance and maybe you beat Virginia, that can maybe help you. Here's the thing, Ben. I mean, people want to know. People want to know, if you do this, what's going to happen? If you win this game, what's going to happen? If you play this team, what's going to happen? If you win this amount of quad ones, what's going to happen? I don't think we know what the committee and what the bracket industry and all that. I don't know what any if anybody knows what's going to happen. So I say the heck with that. Uh, let's just go win the thing and not even worry about. It. If you're a Clemson fan, that should probably be your that should be your approach to this because there have been a lot of things this year that I thought, well, you can't do that, or well, you 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 got to do that, and and this will happen, and it ends up not being quite what you thought. Yeah, and I just want the committee, if if you're really going to leave Clemson out, I just want the committee to have to explain on Sunday, assuming Clemson were to beat NC State tomorrow night. Uh, and that's that's a big – that's not a guarantee. I don't want to make it sound like it is. I mean, you obviously have to win the game. But I, I just want the committee to have to explain on Sunday – 
Well, you left Clemson out, but you put NC State squarely in. And NC head-to-head, NC State lost three in a row, ended up with a worse conference record, a worse overall record. I just want them to have to answer that question if that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I and and you know what they there, there's they may no not way have to justify to. that. There's no way to justify that. That's right. If I if I know anything about the committee chairs, it's that they will talk around those issues to death, and they will they will talk about one thing being a factor for one team and one thing being a factor for another team. That's you know it seems to contradict themselves in a different situation. Bottom line, Brad Brandell's right when he says if they want to leave you out, they're going to leave you out. If they want to include you, they're going to make that work too. Yeah, and that's really the frustrating part of it. The other thing with NC State as well, you know, if you do, you know, like if NC State were to lose, were to beat Virginia Tech tonight and then lose to Clemson, then you do start looking at those two teams more as peers, and maybe you get into a situation where NC State's out and Clemson's in. Now it looks like NC State's, you know, squarely in at the moment, but a lot can change in the next two days. Uh, and you would also look at the end at NC State how they're playing down the stretch here, which you know they say they don't really they don't really look at much anymore. But that would put NC State losing three out of their last four games going into the tournament with two of those losses to Clemson. I'm not sure. I mean, like I'm not sure how a committee member would justify that. I don't disagree with that. In fact, I don't think it's necessarily justifiable. To be quite honest with you, they would try. But I'm not sure that that you can justify that, um, you know, the way you just framed it, because I because I just don't think it makes a lot of sense any other way. Um, all right, we got about two minutes left before top of the hour, and uh, we will continue to talk basketball. I do want to mention that at the AC tournament, in Greensboro, this is a four game day. Uh, there they will be playing wall to wall basketball in Greensboro until well after most of you go to bed tonight. Syracuse leads to the half, 35-33 against Wake. The best player in the gym, stop me if you've heard this before, Bobby Clintman, Ben? Is that how you say his name? I don't even know how to say that guy's first name. Who does he is play it for? Bobby? Bobby? <laughs> exactly. Wake Forest, backup center, Bobby Bobby Clintman, whatever his mom calls him, we'll call him, has a double-double at halftime. He's got 10 points and 10 rebounds for Wake. He's single-handedly responsible for them. I mean, Applebee's played well, too. Eight points, three rebounds, four assists, whatever. This guy out of nowhere. In fact, I think he did start today. When I think of Wake Forest Bigs, I think of Marsh. I think of Carr. I don't think of Clintman. Clintman's going 10-10 and 10 in the first half, Ben, and his team is down by two because no one else is, wor- is uh, worth the doggone at the moment. Yeah, he's been playing, uh, he's been playing quite a bit more here at the end of the season. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's the, the kid from Sweden. Yes, yes. I've had to look up so much bio information the last 15 minutes on this guy. The last break, I'm looking at him. He's already got a double-double with four minutes left in the first half. I'm going, my gosh, I need to figure out what this guy is. Where would he come from? Like, what? Like what's going on here? But, uh, yeah, really good first half for him. And, of course, uh, Syracuse leads by two, but, God, that's the story. Uh, speaking of stories, uh, the folks at Tiger Sports Shop, they have a great story to tell about uh, getting Clemson people the best in merchandise. Their store uh, was born out of necessity and fueled by passion. It's the number one destination for fans getting their Tiger gear since 1974. It started for players, actually. Uh, 
Dr. Ayim Ibrahim uh, wanted his men's soccer players at Clemson to uh, to have a great place to get the best equipment. So he made a store uh, out of nothing, and it ended up being a terrific investment that continues to this day. His wife, Julie, and the team there, they do a fantastic job. Uh, you can wear your Tiger Pride on your sleeves. I'm going to tell you what, the way the um, – the way the weather is right now, you wear short sleeves one day, you wear shorts one day, you wear long sleeves with a, you know, with the with the hoodie the next day with the wind. Uh, you need a lot of Clemson apparel for outdoor sports season. That's where Tiger Sports Shop has you covered. Serving the Tigers 365 days a year. Two locations to serve you on Highway 123 in downtown Clemson and open 24/7 with great deals on shipping and the products at tigersports.com. Hour 1 is done. Hour two, we're talking more hoops. We're talking a little football next. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick, the type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. A lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina.